Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today we're going to be bringing you guys all the news in regards to Las Aguilas de la America. We're going to be previewing the upcoming match against Philadelphia Union. And then, of course, we'll end it off talking about Toluca this weekend. But as always, joining me today are my beloved co-host. It is New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo, and Brooklyn's very own AJ. My friend, how are you? I'm doing good, Ivan. Thank you. Happy to be back on the podcast after my week absence last week. Um, I see a lot of new faces uh, this, this week, so I'm very excited to get down in the conversation. Hope everyone's doing well. I'm just excited to talk about football today. Definitely, definitely. And uh, AJ, how are, how are things over there in Brooklyn? Um, Pretty good. Got outside, went for a walk, did some college work, and now for the best part of the entire day, talking everything Club America. Of course, of course. And returning to the podcast is an honorary already co-host member of this podcast. It is none other than my twin himself, Ivan <laughs> Hernandez. Ivan, how are you, my friend? How are you doing, gentlemen? Uh, I'm doing good, man. For a Monday, today was pretty good. Uh, like AJ said, just ready to talk some football and uh, excited to have these guests with us. Definitely. And well, let me introduce these two guests from Philadelphia. It is none other than... The man himself, Todd Lewis from the Free Kick Podcast. Todd, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Can't wait to get started. Definitely, definitely. And we have a guest. It is none other than the man himself from the Dupe by the River Podcast, El Parcero Philly. I hope I got that right. Así es, papá. Así es. What's going on? What's going on? Uh, Yes, I am your honorary Colombian Philadelphian. That's that's the way I like to put myself out there. Of course, one-fourth member of Dupe by the River. Again, thank you so much for having me on. It It was a blast talking to you guys when you guys were hopping on Dupe by the River. I'm happy to give you guys the Philadelphia Union perspective, and uh, let's have a good pod. Definitely. Let's have a great podcast. I I think there's plenty of stuff to talk about, and I think, uh, you know, whilst this game, excuse me, whilst this game may be 2-0 for America, there is still plenty to play for, Mm -hmm. and I think both sides uh, will try to make a strong argument as to, you know, who can walk away with the better result. So, gentlemen. Why don't we get started? So, America will well has already traveled over to Philadelphia and will be there, facing already. against yeah, will be facing against the Union on Wednesday night, Mexican Independence Day, might I add hey. to all of you here. So, it's okay. going to be a very special day for a couple of players out there. So, should be an interesting one, but the game is going to be at 6 p.m. Pacific time, uh 8 Central, 9 Eastern. Interesting mm-hmm. kickoff that we have right there. It's going to be at Subaru Park. And, uh, well, I mean, let's just get right into it, gentlemen. It, you know, America's coming in with a 2-0 advantage. But, Christian, I feel that it's, uh, it's like they say, right? A 2-0 advantage is a very much misleading lead that uh, we have sometimes in football. W- what do you think about it coming into this game? Well, like you said, it's definitely the most misleading um, thing in football, right? But I think uh, I met, this is where America needs to be. Very strong on the defensive side, especially in the first early minutes. I think, you know, Philly will try to get that early goal to get themselves back into the series. And if they do accomplish that, then, then you know, it's time, it's time to suffer for another another 80-plus minutes, right? And we all know America loves to suffer in these type of games. So I think I mean, it's very important for America to come out here with a strong defensive stand, at least to withhold the pressure. 
at the start, and then after that, just try to commence to kind of you know build up their game plan, and uh, let's see what they can do. Definitely, Ivan, AJ, America coming into this one as you know league leaders running away, quote unquote, running away with the league so far at the moment, haven't lost a game under Solari yet this season. Uh, you know, all signs point to a very confident America side. But yet again, we've seen time and time again that it's these types of matches where you think you're coming in at your best, where we tend to struggle at times. Did you go for it? Yep. So, yeah, no, I mean, heck, the last time we've honestly remember America playing in fit was against a friendly against Puebla. So, you know, it's familiar grounds, but it's a CONCACAF Champions League. It's a very different to what is the Liga MX. So, you're in a different form. Remember, you did give Philadelphia a run for their money, you know, dominating possession and getting yourselves two goals. But as Christian mentioned, it's not, it's a misleading lead, really 2 0. Anything can happen. Who knows? Philly could just respond immediately with the get go with the goal and then a maker from there. They're going to have to do the homework from there and figure out what they can do. But most importantly, really, it's how can you stop filling at home ground and proceed to the um to the final round of the CONCACAF Champions League? Interesting. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, let me direct the question now to uh, our other half here for the Philadelphia Union fans that might be listening to this one. Uh, Guys, talk to me a little bit more about Philadelphia. Since we last met, you guys haven't had the best of run, have won one game against New York City FC, and then have struggled to pick up three points ever since then. How are things looking on your guys' side of things coming into this one? I guess I'll take it. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, like you hit it. The the only one coming in the last four games was against New York City, which was a 1-0 victory thanks to an Alibduria goal. Uh you know, it was a it was just a nitty gritty game against New York City. Happy to get three points, but then you look at the other three games: one draw and two losses. One a two game losing streak as we stand right now. Uh, three of the four games have been played at home, with us going one win, one draw, one loss. Uh, three goals in four games, while we've conceded five goals at home. So things are not going the way that the Union wanted. And look, uh, Jim Curtin said in pretty much every single press conference we've had ever since the Club America game. He's saying. Look, we're not creating enough. We we got to get our creative players on the ball enough. We got to find ways to get Daniel Gazag on the ball. We got to get Anthony Fontana on the ball more. When he played last game against New England, that was his first game back since uh, we last saw him against Atlanta United in June, June 23rd, I think it was, something like that. So he missed some time with a concussion. Jim Curtin wants to get these creative players on the ball. But the union are struggling getting them on the ball. And, you know, you're not going to score goals if you can't get your creative players on the ball. So it's going to be interesting to see how the union can get Gazag, Jameer Montero on the ball to create chances. Because we saw against Club America in the last game, uh, Club America didn't give the union any opportunities to cross the ball. What? We have that opportunity in the second minute with Casper Shabelko, where Kai Wagner goes down the left flank, plays the ball to Daniel Gazag, and Casper Shabelko tries to backheel it into the pole post and uh everybody's caught off guard guard by it. and it could have been one nil for philadelphia but ever since that moment club america said all right we're not letting you guys go down here on the planks anymore you guys if you're going to beat us you got to go through the midfield and the union are struggling doing that against teams so far yeah i mean look last time we talked ivan you know we kind of were talking about how the team wasn't playing well but i'll be honest i think they played worse in the last the last time we played we played four matches since that since that uh game match down in, in la ciudad de mexico and it's it's gotten worse, to be honest with you. And you know, obviously, you know, MLS being the MLS, we had to play a game during World Cup qualification. So literally, we had to play all the muchachitos out there. So that you can't really expect much out of that. But 
the issue for me, you know, Todd nailed it. It's the there's a problem with our attack. Like we can't we're missing that link up play between the back lines, the midfield to the forward lines, and it's 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 this lack of chemistry. I guess it is. Like I don't know how what how to explain it, but these guys are not moving the ball fluidly like they once were last year. Now last year the team that won the supporter shield, you could say what you want about the supporter shield, but the team was pretty damn good last year. A lot of it had to do with the nucleus that they had. They handled the pandemic fantastically. But when you look at some of the pieces they missed, right? So obviously the biggest pieces that we're missing are Brandon Aronson and Mark McKenzie that are now in Europe. Mark McKenzie, man, that guy was just a clog in the back. He was a great leader. He led the guys. and He's he so talented at, with the ball at his feet. And then Brandon Aronson was like the mixture of, of the of the uh, of this number 10s that we've had in Union history. I mean, I know you guys know Marco Fabian very well, but when Marco played here in Philly, he was more of the attacking guy. He was able to create on his own. And this guy that we have here now, um, uh, Daniel Gazdak, he's more of a creator. He's the facilitator. He's like the point guard out there. Brandon Aronson was the best of both worlds. And now we're trying to figure out how to me mesh this whole attack together. You know, when we, when we see that 4-4-2 diamond out there, which you guys saw very well um, when we played in, the, in La Ciudad de Mexico, those shuttlers between, um, between whoever is the left and right shuttle, usually the right shuttler is Ali Bedoya, last season, you saw those guys drop way back deep, getting the ball, moving the ball up, and, and that was really crucial for the attack. Right now, you're not really getting a lot of that. I love Leon Flock. He's so tenacious. The man's got a bright future ahead of him, but I just don't see that attack from him. And in the last game against New England, you're playing him as a winger. He's out of position, right? Daniel Gazdak, the man is a facilitator, like I said, but you got to get him the ball, and that's the problem. We're not getting him the ball enough, but when he's got the ball, you see he can create. I've loved his creativity. It's something that we really could use right now. I've I've really dabbled with myself and wondered, are we in play? Are we playing the right formation right now? Do we have the right players for what we're trying to do? It's just a big clog, but I will say this. You know, when it comes to Wednesday, you kind of did see it a little bit when we played when we played you guys down there. These guys do show up in tournament-like situations. When people do count them out, Jim just knows how to get these guys up. They play with that underdog mentality. I don't know how much that's going that's going to affect the game come come Wednesday or the match come Wednesday, but uh, that's something definitely to look forward to. I mean, you saw in the first couple of minutes. I mean, we went down, we kind of we kind of caught you guys off guard, and we had a nice opportunity. We didn't capitalize, but we'll see what happens. And of course, as we all know, uh, Subaru Park's going to look very yellow, guys. It's going to look very yellow. <laughs> Are you muted, Ivan? Thank you, Christian. Thank you. No problem. You, you <laughs> uh, but okay, interesting perspective. It sounds like two teams coming from two different uh, states right now in regards yeah, to what, what they're both playing at, right? Philadelphia is struggling a little bit more. And like Chris said, is America coming off their best game of the season, which I would make the argument they, they are. If you look at the game against Mazatlan, and Jose will say their best game by the season so far. I haven't, you know, is that is that a good statement to make? Do you think this Mazatlan game was, in theory, our best game so far? Um, yeah, I mean, if you look at the way the game went, I think we had 21 shots um, to their mm -hmm. zero, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that alone, that's that alone, I think, speaks for the type of game that it was. Um, I, and, you know, we always talk about the curse of, like, we can't score more than three under Solari. If there was ever yeah. a game for them to score three or more, it was that game. I know we mm -hmm. all on the on the pod last week were talking about no, you know, twos are, you know, we're trying to be modest. But when you're watching that game and the chances that were created, especially in the first half, if there was ever a game for America to put away four, five, six, it was that game. And they yeah. didn't. And that to me is concerning. Um, you know, you, you had Vinas diving headers and 
the way he receives the ball with you know back to the goal was just impressive. I think he hit the crossbar on that one in particular. Um, and those are chances that you know, call it luck, call it whatever you want. That on a given night in a limitation game in a tournament style game, you have to finish those chances. So I think that yeah, fair to say that we came off coming off our best game of the season. But kind of like how we all said earlier, what we're doing in Lima, Liga Mekis is irrelevant to, to um, Wednesday night. And yeah, America has to go into that game with that mentality. Like, you know, what you did on Sunday, Saturday, whatever. No, all that's irrelevant. You have to come in. I mean, honestly, my message as a manager would be play like you're down, you know, because 2-0, um, you know, the you guys already said it. All I think that comes with 2-0 and the, you know, the dangerous score that it is. Um, yeah. And, you know, um, like you were just saying, um, Philly, not in the best moment. But I mean, that's when I think, I think a team is the most dangerous, right? When you don't expect them to be somebody that's going to give you a hard time. And um, I think all of you guys already alluded to it. AJ or Christian, I'm not sure who it was. You know, America likes to struggle in those games. And you look back even to like the Olympia game in the Champions League, right? Yeah. That was a game that we, we all went into that game thinking, oh, yeah, you know, up to zero, we got in the bag, no big deal. And we barely made it out of that. Um, so I would like to not see that happening again on Wednesday. But I wouldn't be surprised if we find ourselves in that situation where we're down one and now it's kind of like, what's going to happen? And, and, you know, it really kind of needs to liquidate the game early is really what I'm looking at. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, from a Philadelphia perspective, I, I didn't keep too close of an eye on the last game, but did you guys rotate your squad by any chance? Are you talking about the New England match or are you talking about the last yeah. Champions League match? No, no, no. The New England match. I mean, we pretty much had no choice but to rotate because <laughs> of the <laughs> World Cup. Uh, we so, we had a lot of the kids, the, the academy kids playing in there. We started four home, I guess you could technically five homegrowns, but one of our homegrowns has been here. Uh, uh, Todd alluded to Anthony Fontana. He's been here for a minute, but um, the so we had seven players away on World Cup qualifications, um, so they're all back. So they're, they're informed from playing in, in those qualifications for the respective countries, but uh, the rotation, I guess it's it's it, it's going to be it, it. Definitely, the squad got rotated from the last match that we played. Okay, all right, and and Christian, we saw a lot of heavy rotation, which we makes makes it interesting. <laughs> which is right. interesting that we so, played our best gonna, game with our I not was our best player. So people are saying this is America's best game with almost a semi B squad, if you will. Um, so you know that's just it's you know positive news for us as our more heavy starters did get a little rest. But also, if whatever needs to come down to, you know, now we know that we have viable options on the bench to see if they can come on and have a bigger impact than what they, we would normally think they would have in the beginning of the season. It's going to be interesting, and I'll, I'll, I'll get your predicting start at 11, and I'll get the predicting start at 11 from these two gentlemen as well, what they think Philadelphia will line up on Wednesday. But you're right, Christian. It, it brings a lot of good joy to Americanistas to know that there's that depth that we also crave for this you know, last season, even though technically we still have no right midfielder. Um, but, you know, the depth is there. Solari has enough to play with, and we'll see what happens. But like you mentioned, it it was nice to see that our best game came when we didn't even expect to have our best game because we knew we were going to have players like Cordova, players like Henry, players like George out. And uh, it, was, it was nice to see that only one of them came in and the other two got the full, full, full break. So... It was it was interesting to see what Solari pieced together for the Mazatlan game, and now I think his objective has always been, uh, and I think Bamban Sabarano was talking about it in in the in the game that his ambition is to win this tournament, and he wants to play a club World Cup. He wants to you know he wants to play against you know your European champions and and your you know uh, 
Copa Libertadores champion. So it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what Solari is capable of doing. But if if he can do it, then who's to who's to say we can't go far in that tournament? But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. You got to get through the first through, through this game, and we we talked about it. The most important thing about America is not coming into this one already thinking that because of the result, because of who you are, because of the badge on, on that jersey, that this game is automatically going to be given to you, which that's not the case. And it sounds like Philly's going to play as if they have nothing to lose. And like Ivan said, I feel like at that point, that is when they might be at their most dangerous. Um, but gentlemen, talk to me about uh, what is... What is the feel like, uh, at least over there in Philadelphia, Todd? Is there is there hope? Is there ambition? Do, do, is is the feel around Philadelphia that they can make the comeback, or what is the general vibe around this game? How's Union Twitter, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, people are panicking. People are trying to be optimistic. Uh, I think you have some people that are trolling and everything like, oh, it's going to be great and everything. I can tell you from the player's standpoint that the player's mindset is, look, uh, this second leg, it's halftime right now. The game's not over yet. Jim Curtin said in his press conference last week that, look, we're going to come out super aggressive. We got to get a goal super early on. So from a player and a manager standpoint, look, the, the team's treating it as this tie's not over. And I think if we're realistic, the tie's not over. You guys alluded to it, right? Uh, two, two zero lead. Yeah, it looks a lot on paper, but it it could be a deadly lead for Club America. If Philadelphia comes out here, gets a goal within the first 15 minutes, okay, now Club America is going to start to feel some of that pressure on them. And uh, Philadelphia, <laughs> they, they don't score a ton of goals in the first 15 minutes of the game. Uh, I, I went ahead and looked at all of the goals that they've scored. They only have... Oh, crap, I can't even find it on my notes. I'll, I'll get back to that maybe later. But... Uh, the, the Union, here we go. Three, three goals scored in the first 15 minutes. They've scored 37 goals in all competitions this season so far. Only three in the first 15 minutes. So look, everybody knows that the Union have to score a lot of goals or at least one goal within the first 15 minutes. Uh, you can't concede. If we concede, it's over. So I think people are optimistic. Uh, people are worried. But look, this is the biggest game in my opinion. Uh, maybe Johnny can back me up. Maybe he says, nah, uh, one of those US Open Cup games were bigger than this. But in my opinion, this is the biggest game, the biggest magnitude. We we have the biggest club that we've ever played coming into Superior Park on Wednesday night. Yeah, Philadelphia Union fans are going to remember that 4-3 victory over the New York Red Bulls in 2019, our first playoff victory. Uh, great comeback. Marco Fabian, was it a cross? Was it a shot? Game-winning goal? I don't know. Uh, $2 million, it was worth it in my book for all the hate that he got. So uh, for me, I'm excited. I'm nervous, but... It's something about like this team, you know, we, we love being underdogs. And so I think we thrive on being underdogs here. Yeah, we're down two nil, but, uh, we, we all know the, the color I'm wearing. I know this is an audio podcast and people can see I'm wearing yellow. Uh, so I, I probably should put on blue like that. All I can say is hopefully Philadelphia union fans come out, make a ton of noise, which it's going to be hard with. Club America fans being well represented there in the stadium Wednesday night, but uh, I would say it's a mixture of optimistic, people are nervous, uh, people believe in this team, so it's a, it's a little bit of both. I I, I, agree, I agree with Todd. Uh, to me, this is the biggest match in Union history. I mean, we're like people need to remember we're still babies. Like Club America has been around was like a hundred years now, something like that, some, something in that in that ballpark. And we're this is our eleventh season in in the MLS. So for me, you know, I think we talked about it before, Ivan, on the Dupe by the River podcast. 
to me, this is a learning experience. You know, we've never been in this situation. We've never faced off against the likes of a Club America. So for me, it's about taking this in. And even for the fans, take this in. Like, look at the 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 fan culture of Club America, and we can all learn from it. Um, look, I, I don't I don't have too many high hopes uh, for for Wednesday's match. Uh, I will say though, I think the Uni will give it their all. But to Todd's point, look if. We, this uni team, it's predicated on the defense. If this defense is not clicking, they're not going to outscore you. They're, that's not how this team is built. So it's important that they do get that goal first and they don't play. Obviously, they are kind of playing from behind, but you don't want Club America to add a goal. A single goal, I really can knock you out because we all remember the beautiful rule, the away goal. So it's important to make sure that we, 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 we set the tone right from the beginning, but we'll see what happens on Wednesday. It's interesting. I totally forgot about the away rule. Maybe it's because Christian, we it got voted out of Liga, Mickey. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why I forgot about it. <laughs> uh, but uh, you guys make some you know, very good, compelling arguments. I think that America is going to be under a lot of pressure for the first opening fifteen minutes. And look, AJ, this is a side that has been very much structured and organized throughout this whole season. We're not very flashy, and we're not. I'll, I'll come out and say we're not very entertaining at all to watch, but we do the little things right. We 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 stay compact. We don't we 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 don't lose our shape. We we're very organized. This team is very much structured the way Solari wants it to be. He's like drilled it into them what they need to do game in and game out. No one takes uh and a risk that they don't need to take. Like we saw under Piojo, we saw Emma Aguilera trying to take like three, four people on. Yeah. We saw Bruno Valdez trying to, you know, un- un- channel his inner Messi. Like these, the center backs won't do this type of stuff under Solari because he has a very pragmatic style where it's like, no, this is your role. This is what you do. And you keep your shape for the better of the team. And so I think that's going to help us out a lot to balance the Philadelphia pressure. Mm-hmm. That we're gonna have. I mean, how, how do you see how do you see America planting themselves, Christian? I, I mean, might as well give me your predicting starting eleven, and then we'll kind of go from there. Sure. So, like you said, I I really do think that America will try to maintain that shape uh, for at least the first twenty to twenty five minutes. Um, that probably being the most important um, start of the game. Uh, but just for the eleven, I think America will go with Ochoa and Net, uh, Jorge Sanchez, Bruno Valdez, Amarilera, and Salvador Reyes. Uh, in the midfield, Pedro Aquino, Richard Sanchez, and Fidalgo. And up top, Cordova, Roger, and Henry Martin. Oh, man, I got to watch Roger, Roger Kimmy on the again. right-hand side. <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, having Roger on that right-hand side, or possibly on that left-hand side if Cordova goes on the right. Yes. Interesting. Uh, AJ, how do you feel about this lineup? Very solid. Um. I'm just honestly really excited just to see this team play on Wednesday. It'll be the first time seeing America, uh, America play since I went to Mexico. But all in all, very strong lineup. It seems like this is as good as the line you could possibly get from this America side. It's definitely di- you, definitely different from the Mazatlan, from the lineup we saw against Mazatlan. So this game, we're going guns a-blazing, really. We want to le- we want to leave our mark at Zero Park now to the final with this lineup. Interesting that you say solid with a lineup that has Aguilera as center back. But I mean, who else would you want? You, now. you want Jordan Silva? You want him there? <laughs> no. You want Sebas Cáceres? Cáceres is back, which by the yeah. way, I, I I feel bad for the kid. He was doing such a good job, got injured, and now has his place taken by Aguilera. Which again, I mean, look, 
the man's been doing good, and if he can keep his form, then by all means, it's necessary. You know, keep, Look, keep keep holding your position. We've won a title with Emma as our center back. I will continue saying that to you. Let that sink in. We've won a title with Emma as our starting center back. Yeah, but that was like three years ago, AJ. All right, stop living we in the past. We still won something with uh, them. We still did. So. <laughs> Look, I, I mean, it, it's a good lineup, right, Ivan? I, I think this is probably the best lineup we could possibly dish out. And I mean, if that is the case, and if this is confirmed, uh, you know, an hour before kickoff, then I think the the message is clear. What's a lot he's trying to send? Yeah, definitely. And I think that also there's a lot of versatility with this lineup if this if you know Salah does go this route. Um, I'd be curious to see how Cordova kind of falls, rotates in and out um, from the outside in. Um, and I would look for him to really, you know, really like for him to you know, create too, you know, because if you're going to have, I mean, I, I th- I'm thinking about kind of off, on topic, off topic. I'm kind of thinking about the style that the union plays, right? And we go back to how we played or they played against us um, in the first leg. And they seem to really be trying to play a very kind of counterattacking style type of football. Um, I think if I'm wrong. Yeah, right. Um, and so if I'm thinking that's their approach, right, then I'm thinking the message is your offense is your best defense. You know, hold the ball, play the possession game, and look to have a Cordova slip one of your guys on the wings that's got the pace and go at them. I think that would be the best tactic to go at it. But I mean, if, but then on the contra- other end, if the unit's going to come at us, you know, heels are blazing and trying to, you know, really kind of get one in early as they should, um, then I think, yeah, it, the, the possession and the shape and all that does become very important. And I'd be curious to see, you know, if you end up playing just to say Roger up top or what ends up happening in terms of, you know, formation. And that's why I think I like this lineup because it's very, it lends itself to do different things and shift players into various positions, kind of depending on where the game is at. I like it. I like it. Um, We'll talk about which players we think need to have a big game right now in just a second. But I do want uh, to get our counterparts to have their opportunity to give us their predicting star 11. So if you want, Johnny, I'll let you go first. And then, uh, Todd, you can add or, you know, take away whatever you want from that star 11 as well. So what is the Philadelphia Union going to present on Wednesday? Should be no changes, really. I mean, Jim's going to live and die by that four four two diamond. So that's pretty much what we're going to see. You know, what Ivan uh, Ivan H or Ivan Squared, as he likes to say. Um, uh, <laughs> it's it, it's 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 a very yeah. It's 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 a high press. It's very counter. It's a lot of counter attacking. Although I haven't seen the high press a lot this season, like I did last year. But regardless, I mean, obviously, you guys know even in, in Club America, you know who our goalkeeper is. It's always going to be Andre Blake. That's the one staple. The back line is going to be very interesting to me. Um, I, I, Kai Wagner is a staple there at that at that left fullback, but your center backs is definitely going to be Elliot Glasses. The right back is definitely interesting to me. We've seen different fullbacks over the past couple of matches. Uh, we had to play a kid in the last one because of World Cup qualifications. We've seen Alvis Powell, who you guys saw in in I think was it for fifty minutes or sixty minutes in in uh, in that leg one match. Huh. Obviously, Olivier Baizo. The story was the missing tooth. He lost the chicle. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's a question mark to me. I, I, and, you know, spe- what Ivan was saying as well, you know, you guys know how to attack from out wide. And that's a little bit concerning. I've seen Kai, you know, uh, lose that lo- lose track of that space from behind when he's attacking uh, so far up the pitch in the final third. And Olivier, look, Olivier is adding another dimension to, to our attack because he's pretty skillful there. But getting tracking back on defense, I've been worrisome with him. Whereas Alvis Powell, I know defensively he's strong and he can get the job done, but but on the attack, 
I like Olivier better. So I think we're going to see Olivier. I want to see Olivier bounce back. He didn't have a good leg one. I want to see him bounce back and play hungry. So I think that's what we'll see at that right back. Um, your midfield is that's where the key is to me. That is where the key, and I don't think we'll see any changes starting from left to right. Your left shuttle midfielder, you'll see Jamiro Montero uh, at that at that number six. You'll see Jose Brujo Martinez and at that right shuttle midfielder, Alejandro Bedoya, and then at the tip of the dime, we'll see Daniel Gazdak, the Hungarian, and then your forwards. Um, this is to me the biggest part. And I was going to mention this as well. Uh, I think it's going to be Casper Shabilko. I think we're going to start off with Corey Burke as as the other forward. To me, look, Casper Shabilko was the leading goal scorer in Champions League. And ever since, I believe, like the middle of June, he's disappeared. And this is the problem with him. I love Casper. And when it's all said and done, he might be the leading goal scorer in Union history when his career is over. But it's just like moments where you need Casper to show up and he doesn't. And it's just so frustrating because you know he can do it, but he just doesn't show up. So I would love to see him step up. Get those goals. Be that killer. We need you to be that guy. And then with Corey Burke, he's a pacey guy. He's lanky. I'm sure you guys have seen him um, when the La Selección de Mexico plays Jamaica. Uh, he usually gets to start for Jamaica. Um, he's a lanky guy with pace. But then in the second half, I love seeing Sergio Santos, who's who kills it with the speed. That man is so pacey. Um, and then for me, here, here's what you guys should keep an eye out. I'm so curious to see, and I'm sure Todd as well is excited as well. Will we see these two new signings that you got that you guys did not get to see in in Mexico? Will we see Jose uh, Jesus Bueno? Will we see uh, Matias Davo? Two new guys. Davo clearly he's got the speed. I, 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 he's going to add an extra dimension to our attack. And Jesus Bueno, listen at 19. I know Venezuelan football is different, but at 19, the man was a, a captain, a captain for a club. That's that's pretty. I don't care what league that is. That's pretty high prestige there. Um, and he's very versatile in that midfield. I'm curious to see if they can come off in the, in the second half. Uh, but this Union team, this is that starting 11 I mentioned, I think that's the best starting 11 besides maybe Sergio is probably your, a better forward than Corey Burke. But these guys got to start off right off the bat. Like we mentioned, cannot concede a goal, but you need to start quick and get, get, that, uh, get that Union attack going. Yeah, I, you know, I've been the last couple of days, it's been 12 days since the union last played a game against New England. So we've had a long rest and typically the union don't play well after a long rest. We saw it last year in the playoffs against New England. I we, <laughs> how many days it was. We had home field advantage, lose 2-0 to New England in the playoffs. So I am a little bit worried that we've had so many days off. But at the same time, too, maybe it's just a time to get the players' heads focused, cleared up, and everything. Like, look, it doesn't matter what happened. It's a new game. Like the players are saying, it's halftime. We know we're down 2-0. But we got to start fast. We're playing in front of our home field, uh, home fans. Uh, so listening to all of you guys talk, I, I was still trying to go over the the formation. I, I do agree with Johnny that we'll stick with four for two diamond. Uh, why would Jim Curtin switch something up where you know he'll live and die by the diamond? It's exactly. what the players are used to playing. Uh, it is interesting too that Johnny was talking about. I don't know what 10, 15 minutes ago about. Yeah, maybe this team needs to change up formation to get the best out of God's dog, and maybe that's something they look at. In the offseason, but not not in a game against Club America. Right. You guys were talking about pace out wide, and we, we saw in the first leg against Club America where the Union couldn't get anything going down the flanks with Baizo, and then, like Johnny said, uh, Alvis Powell had to come in for about 60 minutes in that game. He doesn't offer you nearly enough offensively like Baizo does, but do we really need to attack down the flanks with Kai Wagner, Baizo, or Alvis Powell when... Club America does such a good job of shutting that down. I don't think so. And you, you guys were talking about pace. Maybe we do see Alvis Powell because he's such a better defender than 
Baizo is. So yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe, right back's a question mark. Uh, everything in the midfield, I agree 100% with Johnny there. Uh, you, we've got to get Daniel Gosling and Jameer Montero playing games. I looked at this, and this might be surprising for Union fans. Daniel Gosling and Jameer Montero have only played together eight times since Daniel Gosling made his debut on May 23rd against DC United, which uh, that, I believe, is the Union's last away victory, 1-0 against DC United. So for those games, Daniel Gazog's played at the number 10 while Jameer was played at the 8. Two times, Gazog subbed on as a striker while Jameer was played at the 10. And then Gazog's been at the 8 two times while Jameer has been at the 10. I think, look, we, we signed Daniel Gazog to play at the number 10. We saw a lot last year with Brendan Aronson, who we sold to Salzburg, who is killing with U.S. men's national team, who's killing with Salzburg right now. We saw a lot last year between these two guys just interchanging. They would go from the 8 to the 10, 8 to the 10. I think we'll probably see a little bit of that Wednesday night, but primarily, I think we've got to see Daniel Gazek stay at the top of that diamond. We've got to get him on the ball as much as we can. Uh, I, I agree. Casper Shabelko gets to start, even though he's not been in good league form. Look, he, he's the leading goal scorer in the competition with five goals, I believe it is. So, look, he, he could walk away and win the golden boot if we get knocked out still. But, look for whatever reason, he knows how to score in this competition, and you, you got to take that risk. That Look, he can get you another goal. Uh, Corey Burke is an interesting shout. Uh, Sergio Santos was supposed to come on against New England, but he he told Jim he couldn't go because he was dealing with a hamstring injury. So I don't know if he felt like something got agitated and he said, I'm not going to risk it. If I was Jim, I would probably play Sergio Santos and Casper Shabelko just because of Sergio's pace. Yes, Corey Burke has pace, but uh, Sergio Santos, in my opinion, is the fastest player on this team. Davo, we saw a little bit against New England. He has killer speed, and I was thinking well, why not just go with two pacey strikers up top with Davo and Sergio Santos? They're not going to do that Ooh. at all. They did. I would be completely surprised if they did that. Jesus Breno, uh, Jim's been talking a lot about him, how he has a really, really killer left foot. If he is added to the roster for the second leg, I think we would see him come in in the second half if we did get a goal in the first half and we still haven't conceded a goal. Because look, if we are winning this game 1-0 at halftime, yes, we're down 2-1 on aggregate. But I think really then, I think Club America is going to keep things very compact in the midfield. And maybe Jesus Brenner's who we need to bring off the bench to split that defense open and get the Union a second goal. But it really matters what the Union do in the first 45 minutes. Like I said earlier, the first 15 minutes, they really got to get a goal. But yeah, other than the one strikers, is it Sergio Santos? Is it Corey Burke? And then is it Baizo or is it Alvis Powell? Everything else I agree with. So we'll see. Interesting. Sounds like uh, it sounds like you guys are gonna put everything you guys have all at, at at your guys' disposal. Which again, paints for a very good, interesting match. I think that's what hopefully most of the neutrals are looking forward to. Uh, but it, it sounds like you guys are definitely gonna have players for us to look out for. And which leads me back to Christian. I disagree with your starting eleven. I just realized there's no Linus on this starting eleven. Why would you not have pace down the wing? This makes no sense whatsoever. We have we have Cabarets. Yeah, but then that that leaves a left back spot that you know Roger's not gonna go back and cover. Like, no, I'm no. So that he would not take a risk like that. He would not. Linus starts. Columbia um, attackers don't look to the French. So what do you say? Huh? Chucho Lopez. Who do I say? What do you say? Personally, Cordova. But I I think uh, wow. He okay. Henry. He sits out Henry and then he puts in uh, Roger up top. I can see that too. But again, we'll see. Now, 
now that I, I mentioned Cordoba, and then let's, let's just talk briefly about a player that needs to step up and have a big game for me. It's got to be Alvaro, Alvaro Fidalgo. He's got to keep riding this wave. He's got to keep, you know, that momentum. He's scoring goals. You, you, you saw him against Mazatlan scoring scoring a very good goal from Assista Benedetti. <clears throat> I think he's I, I think he's riding a high. Let's keep it going. He hasn't had the best of season, but if you can pick it up from here. I mean, look, that number eight jersey carries a lot of weight in an America history. So the man's got to live up to it. So for me, my player to watch out and the player that I think needs to have a big game for America has got to be Fidalgo. He's got to pull the strings for me. Christian? No, I agree. Um, listen, you know how I feel about Fidalgo. I think that he is he's the man that will lead us to the four, uh, to the 14th. Uh, sooner rather than later, everyone will see it. Um, but like you said, though, these, these, are, these are big nights. These are big games. And big players respond in these type of games. Um, he wants to cement himself as a player like that and be remembered by America fans like that player. It's it's Wednesday night. You have to go in there in foreign territory and do your thing. Um, that's also going to be a big piece going forward. I think just in case you know we see that you know the the, the game is is uh, presents itself for America to kind of come out and attack. Um, that's something I'm looking forward to create the the, the chances. So I would feel like for me as well. All right, AJ. Um, for me, it's gonna be Manuel Aguilera. Honestly, oh god, oh god, <laughs> he's gotta be as solid as possible. Of course, especially against a Philadelphia Union side that's definitely gonna—they're down 2-0. They want to score goals. Aguilera's gonna be Aguilera's gonna need to be that guy to step up and really be that brick ball we see along with Bruno Valdez. But hey, Emma, he scored a goal last night against Philadelphia. Let that be known, Philadelphia Union fans. You let Emma Aguilera score on you. So that's all I would say. But at this point, you know, it's gotta be as much of a brick wall as possible in the back line because this team is definitely going to be attacking the defense and knowing how solid the defense is under Solari, considering what the defense we have at our disposal, he's just going to keep it going for us, really. Keep that clean sheet for us. Okay, interesting. I never thought I'd, I'd agree with all of that that you just said. <laughs> uh, but uh, Ivan, who's your player? I want to go with Pedro Aquino. I think that... um. You know, if he's going to be playing a five, it's going to add to AJ's brick wall that he's building. Um, I think that, you know, for if the union are going to have the ball and they're going to have possession and they're going to try and kind of come at us down the middle, you know, a solid five is going to is going to be required to kind of, you know, close the lanes and really start the counterattack. And I think that if Pedro Aquino can really be that guy to read the spaces and close the lanes and shut some of these guys down that they were mentioning, um, like I think it was Gazdag, if you can, you know, be the guy that stops that guy, I think, you know, you kind of slow their offense down, and I think Pedro Aquino is the guy to do that. I'm going to need a very disciplined game from that man because that guy Whoa. is, you know, one one slight tackle away from seeing red every game for some Yeah, reason. I don't need a yellow in the 15th minute. Yeah, Wait, exactly. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> we need, Sounds like we need a Bruno Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> they, hey. might as well, they might as well be twins at that point because, yeah, they need to be a little <laughs> bit more disciplined because, oh, God, yes. Um, Christian, I, I just want a quick yes or no question because I know how high you are on Fidalgo. And I just want to see the reaction that AJ and Christian have after I ask this question. But <laughs> does Fidalgo have what it takes to be a bigger number eight than Carlos Reynoso? Uh, does he have it? No, probably not. No. <laughs> okay. Tread lightly there, man. Tread lightly there. Yes, I'm going to be. I'm out of here. That's some blunt honesty, guys. That's some blunt honesty. <laughs> he's got to do a lot. He's got to do a lot, a lot to reach that status. He does. He does. Um, 
But alrighty then. Okay, uh, Johnny, uh, Todd, who are you guys' go-to players for this Philadelphia team that need to step up and have a big night for you guys for that comeback? Got, got uh, Todd. Uh, well, before I say Philadelphia Union, I just want to say, you guys mentioned two out of three players who I think for Club America will have a big game where it's going to control this whole game in Fidalgo and Aquina. Uh, we saw last last game between these two teams, uh, those two guys plus Richard Sanchez, I thought they absolutely dominated the midfield against the Philadelphia Union. Uh, they took Daniel Gazag out of the game. They took Leon Flock out of the game, which Johnny alluded to earlier. Uh, it doesn't offer anything offensively, so it's not hard to shut him down. Mm-hmm. But look, uh, the, the game was won in the midfield. I know the union didn't give any open play goals up, which is great, which is really good. But Club America came at us a lot. And it's because of those three guys. I was so impressed with their one-two passing, with their movement off the ball. I mean, the union haven't seen anything like that in the MLS. And so that caught me by surprise. I knew League MS is really good. But to see these guys, just the movement off the ball, how well they controlled from midfield to the attack i was really impressed with all three of those guys so i think all three of those guys if the union can find a way to get the better of them they'll be good in the midfield but it's going to be hard for them to control that midfield battle when they played so good in the first leg uh look uh we talked about casper shabelko not scoring any goals at all since the since miami right yeah miami game yeah he scored back-to-back goals against orlando and miami which feels like forever ago and uh, this guy needs to get a goal, and he he's taking himself out of plays. He's not making the runs that he used to. A lot of Casper last year, we saw a lot of fans give him a lot of hate on social media where they're like, oh, Casper doesn't do anything. But the thing Casper does so well, or was doing so well, is he would take a center back out of the play, open up space for people to run in behind. He's not doing any of that the last couple of months. Just he's been... A ghost out there. I know I knew his nickname is the friendly ghost, but he really has been a ghost out there for the union. <laughs> and so I, I think Casper needs to have a big game. But look, you, you can say every single player needs to start well. Uh, no, don't give any stupid giveaways. I know uh, Philadelphia Union fans hate me on my podcast for saying this. Uh, the union, they can't give up a goal at all. We all know that. But within the first 15 minutes of the game, uh, the, using, the union this season, they, they've given up. Uh, I don't have the stat in front of me, but uh, I believe it's more than eight goals within the first 15 minutes of the game. Look, we gave up a goal, I believe, in the 16th minute. Maybe it was a little bit earlier against you guys with Richard Sanchez scoring that that goal that deflected off of Gazdag, I believe it was. But uh, I would say Casper, but you could say the whole team. The, the whole team needs to start well. All right, interesting. Uh, I'll say this. So to start off, when, going back to my point of this being a learning experience, you know, I was watching that leg one, and when you see Club America and you see what they have on their bench and you see the money that is invested in that club, that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying it's a learning experience. Look at the union bench. We got kids that aren't even old enough to drink in the United States, maybe in Mexico, but not in the United States. And, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. I love this 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 whole model that we're going for. We're building from within. We got these young kids from all over the Delaware Valley, from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, that are building this academy, and it's the best in the league. But if you want to win, and if you want to win in these type of competitions, you got to dish out a little bit more money. All right, I like the squad that we have, but look at the players that are on the other side. And that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying uh, this is a learning experience. To me, Casper is, is the perfect example because, to me, I feel like if Casper scores, we have a good chance in this game to, to make it interesting. But for me, we're talking about how uh, Club America is so dangerous from the width, right? I'm looking at that right back. 
We don't know if it's going to be Embizo. We don't know if it's going to be Alvis Powell. I think it's going to be Embizo, but whoever that is, it's important for them to, to, to be like, you know, you know how we say in Colombia, las pilas puestas, right? You got to, you got to be ready. You got to be awake. You got to get, be ready to go back and, and, and defend and attack as well. So I'm going to say that right back. If it's Embizo or if it's Powell, I need one of those guys to play like a bull on that side. And I, that's, that's where I'm going with. That's the key right there. Uh, can I say something real quick that Johnny brought Perfect. up a really good point where he said, look at our bench compared to Club America's uh, not making any excuses at all. But if MLS wants to be taken seriously, I've said this a uh, month, maybe two months ago on my podcast where Don Garber needs to allow more than three DPs on the roster. I think five is good. He needs to allow the salary cap to be a little bit higher to allow teams to spend more money. If you want to compete exactly. against League MX, you've got to spend more money. Look, Jay Sugarman, he spends what he spends. But I think if Don Garber says, look, just like the NFL has, uh, where you have to spend a minimum amount of money, then that's going to make your Philadelphia Union, who have the third lowest uh, spending in all of MLS, the third lowest, I think like $9 million. And look, we're in the semifinals against Club America, spending the third least amount in all of MLS. Look what Portland spent. Look what Atlanta United spent. These guys got knocked out so early, and we're the third lowest spending team in MLS. And we're in the semifinals. We are in the semifinals being the third lowest team. So that just tells you how good the Philadelphia Union are at finding these gems in Europe that Ernst Tanner can find players in the third division in Germany. He can find players in Venezuela. He can go ahead and Jim Curtin can develop players through the academy who can make a difference. Now, are they going to make a difference against Club America? We shall see. But I think that is something to applaud the Union for spending the third fewest amount of money in MLS to be here in the semifinal against Club America. Look. Yeah, Saprissa was terrible when we played them. Atlanta United were terrible when we played them. But we can't control that. You just control who you play. And the Union showed both of those teams up. And look, this leg's not over yet. Exactly. All right. Interesting. Well, we got some players to keep an eye on for in regards to that department. But either way, look, this game. Also, it's funny how you guys say, you know, we learn from Club America. Don't learn from us. All right. We're uh, who knows where our money's gone. All right. Oh, yeah, that part. Yeah, no. yeah, we don't. Oh. <laughs> All right, we I don't know where our money went. We can't sign a foreigner. Deadline day is coming up in like a week, and we still have no idea who our right midfielder is going to be. Don't learn from us, guys. Don't don't. There's, <laughs> there's a better book out there for you guys to read. Um, but look, it all paints for 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 this to be an interesting game. Hopefully, Philadelphia Union comes out guns a blazing, and hopefully, America goes out and matches the intensity as well because a good back and forth game is exactly what this uh you know semifinal needs, right? You you want a good game, you want a good exactly. you know, setup to a final. And hey, we'll see exactly what uh, what what happens. And look, I'm excited to see the game in the stands as well, right? Philadelphia. I know you guys are gonna make yourselves present. I know AJ, you're gonna be in 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 with the Americanismo out there, right? Hey. That's gonna be yeah. He's so you know, AJ. Might, AJ might take his shirt off like after the fifth first. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh no look it you know i'm hoping for a good game in the stands uh i i you know while samerica will fans at least will be outnumbered because you know restrictions on on how many away uh fans can go but i know that we will make our presence be known and it should be an interesting game nonetheless so this all wraps up to be hopefully a very good and exciting game which i know gentlemen you guys are going to keep a close eye on as much as we are and I'm just excited to hear your guys' prediction for the game on Wednesday. So I'll throw it to you first, Todd. What is your prediction for the game? 
Uh, I will say 2-1 Philadelphia Union. Uh, 4-1, that would be an aggregate for Club America. They're, they're the better team. And I want to make it known, look, uh, we didn't give up any open play goals in the first leg, which is good. But Club America deserved at least a goal in that game. We were hard done to give up a second goal. I think Philadelphia Union fans would have felt a lot better if we went into Subaru Park only down by one goal. We're down by two now. So we know if we control, if we concede any goal, like we've been saying, it's pretty much over. We have to score, what, four goals, I believe it is, to win because of the away goal. Uh, so 2-1 Philadelphia Union, I think. Uh, I think they'll give us a goal first, but then as soon as Club America scores, then it's going to take the win, all the guts out of the Philadelphia Union crowd. And I will disagree with you, Ivan. I think Philadelphia Union fans, even though this is a home game, I think we will be outnumbered. I was looking on StubHub, and I believe I saw like half the right side of the stadium is all Club America fans. So I think you guys are going to have a <laughs> All right. Well, hey, that's music to my ears. All right. <laughs> all right. Johnny, what's your prediction? Um, look, I, I would love to be optimistic about this one. I'm usually optimistic about the Philadelphia Union. I predict a, I'm going to go a one, one draw, which obviously would mean, uh, Globo America would advance on two, one aggregate essentially. Um, but look, like, like Todd said, Globo America is the team. And like I've said, this is a learning experience for us. I expect the union to come out playing hard. And if we get a draw, I mean, you really cannot be upset with that, to be honest with you guys. That's a draw against Globo America. So, Definitely take that. Um, for me, I'm looking forward to more so to the activities in the tailgates, the activities on, on in, in the sidelines. Uh, I'm looking for the over under of the no mamas way. I'm going to hear from the Glue America side. <laughs> I'm ready. For, <laughs> I'm ready for a couple of those. I, I love that as well. You have um, to report back on that because I'm curious to hear that stat. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely love that. No, nah, but, you know, Ivan, we talked about it before. To me, this is an opportunity for us to find new fans. You know, Globo America is always going to be there for you guys. Uh, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, if you live in the Philadelphia area, you know, Philadelphia does have a soccer team of its own, and it is the Philadelphia. So I'm looking forward to all of that. Looking forward to some some different fan culture. Like, we're used to the MLS, you know. Uh, look, I love MLS fan, uh, fan culture, but we do recycle a lot of songs. You know, there's not a lot of creativity. Some some fan bases do. Like we have a couple nice uh, creative uh, song chants that we do here in Philadelphia. But I'm looking forward to. It. I'm looking forward to seeing the Club America culture. Definitely, we got the USA Monumental saying, "See you all soon." Very nice. Very soon. So, Very nice. I love interesting it. Interesting stuff there. So. Keep us posted, uh, Monumental, how things go. But all right then, Ivan, what is your prediction for Wednesday? I'm going 2-1 America. 2-1 America, I like it. AJ? 2-0 America. 2-0 America, all right. Christian? 2-0 America. 2-0 America. I I'm disagree, go... but then people are going to uh, start saying stuff. I want to keep it to nothing. No, first of all, we can't <laughs> score three under Solari, okay? You, you know that already. Two is the new three. Two is the new three. So, on the Salati. We'll leave it at two. We'll leave it at two. All right. Well, I'm going to go with a 1-0 victory for America. A very Solati-esque victory, right? Very much gets the job done, gets the goal, sits back, and waits it, you know? We'll see what happens. But look, all in all, it paints for an interesting game and paints for a good one. And uh, look, we're just happy to have had these two gentlemen come on and, and help us preview the game. I think it's been a good one. We got a lot of good information down for America fan, for Philadelphia fans. So, uh, you know, let me just thank you, Todd. Thank you, Johnny, for coming on and giving us your Philadelphia expertise. Thank you, guys. I appreciate, I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you guys. 
Uh, maybe maybe next season. Uh, maybe the Union will see what they'll do in the playoffs, I guess. But maybe next season we can meet up. I, I don't know. But but regardless, best of luck to you guys, and hopefully we can we can do some stuff again um, in the future after after this match. Definitely, no, for sure. It's, it's it's always great being able to link up with our MLS counterparts and you know make friends along the way. Absolutely. Look, I'm just happy. I told you guys before we recorded that uh, my first guest, my first official episode, I had Johnny on my first yes. guest on. I think my second episode. So it's nice to finally get on a podcast again with Johnny and, uh, you know, yeah, talk man. some Philadelphia Union and uh, hear you guys thoughts on Club America. So thanks for having us both on. No, yeah, but of course, you know, you guys keep doing what you're doing. I know you guys are both, you know, covering Philadelphia and you guys both doing an amazing job at it. I've had a chance to listen to your podcast. I've had a chance to listen and be a guest on your podcast, Johnny. So you guys doing an amazing job. You guys keep it up. And again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank, thank you, you guys. Best of luck to you guys. And of course, dupe on. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. You guys have a, have a good one. And, you know, best of luck to you guys. And may the best team win out there. Yes, sir. See you guys. We'll talk, AJ. Ya sabes. Yeah. Ciao. Alrighty then. Well, there goes our guest for tonight. Gentlemen, I think we got a lot of information down for both sides there. Uh, hopefully we get a pretty good matchup. And again, AJ will be in the attendance in the stand. So if you guys see our beloved AJ, make sure you guys go say hi to him. Take a picture. Tell him to sign your jersey. All right. We know that he is the most beloved one here. And if it's a, if America from New Jersey, more than likely he will say yes to it. Um, all right, gentlemen, real quickly here before we wrap things up, let's uh it's always hard to talk about these games, but let's 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 talk a little bit about Toluca because a, a lot of what Solari's gonna do against uh Toluca will determine as to what happens on Wednesday against Philadelphia Union, right? We don't know exactly, you know, knock on wood and fingers crossed that all players come out of this one healthy. Yes. Because let's face it, as, as soon as we're done with Champions League, League Mode's gotta come back into focus and we gotta continue our good form, right? Of course. Top of the league. Haven't haven't lost a game, but we're going to pretty good to Lucas side. I mean, Christian, what, what what couldn't be said about this game, right? Yeah, no. Um, I think it's important that you know once this game is over, all said and done, no matter the result, I think that we need to just like you said, switch it on to a league league mode and continue the form. Um, we have we have a couple of good games coming up. We have Toluca, and then obviously after that, we have El Super Clásico. Um, so definitely no time to rest, no time to slack on form. Um, this is what we talked about in the beginning of the season. Ivan, these this is the kind of the month. This is the these are the weeks where America's gonna really, really, really have to find themselves. Um, because you have games like this that can take a lot out of you, and it's gonna really determine what this team is made of. Yeah, we're sitting first. Yeah, we're sitting pretty. But all it takes is maybe just one game to kind of knock us out of our, you know, our, our pedestal, and then. You know, all all hell breaks loose, right? So very important for Slotted to keep the, these lads, uh, you know, focused straight, um, and you know, I I on the objective, which I think it would be to get three points home. I believe, right, against the Luca. No, away at the Luca. We're, We're uh, visiting them at the Nemesio Diaz. Okay, so away. There you go. Which, by the way, they are tied right now. One Yeah. So look, these guys are in third place right now with that result, and they're creeping up right behind us with five points. If that result does stand, Ivan, I mean, this is the Luca side that looks like they're firing on all cylinders. So it's it's not going to be an easy task. And America is notoriously known for struggling at the Estadio Nemesio Diaz. I mean, it, it it won't be pretty and it won't be easy. But is there a possibility for us to walk away with all three points? No, I think there definitely is, and I think that I mean, just like um, Christian was saying, like you know, you you're gonna go into Philadelphia, play Wednesday night, do your thing, travel back, all that, um, and then you have to refocus. I think focus is everything. The mental game is everything here. Um, not to mention it's a quick turnaround. You playing uh, Wednesday night, and then again on Saturday, 
So I think for Saturday me, night. that's so weird. We played Saturday night, yeah. That's so I weird. It was Sunday. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. And it's the Luca away. Because, right. I know. That's what I'm saying. So I yeah. thought the game was on Saturday. That's why I thought we were home on Saturday because mm-hmm. we played the Luca home, I mean, away on a Saturday night. It's always on a Sunday and like at 1 p.m. or 12 p.m. always. So, yeah. Well, yeah. So, again, quick turnaround and it'll really be come down to, you know, how ready can guys get ready to go, you know? Um, and I think that the spark that we saw from like Christian said, technically our team B against Masatlan, I think gives us, um, you know, we talked about it last week, you know, the depth that this team has, I think is starting to shine. And, and as we get into this rough patch of the season where, you know, other teams are starting to kind of pick it up and kind of come after us, we have to continue to, you know, lead the charge. And I think that a big part of that is going to be how well we can rotate our squad and how well these guys off the bench can step in and, you know, really fulfill their roles when, when their number's called. It's going to be an interesting game nonetheless, AJ. I think, you know, for the mm-hmm. most part, America's coming into this one on a high, on a pretty big high, right? I mean, we're we're on cloud nine at this point, And, mm-hmm. you know, like everyone said, Asafrio and Asima, right? But it's, you, you have to be consistent, right? And, and consistency needs to happen even in games where we've always tend to struggle. And this Nemesio Diaz is probably one of the stadiums that I always, always hate going because I never have a good memory from the stadium. So, Solari's got to find a way. And Monterrey, yes. Yeah. Like, and Chiapas, whenever Chiapas was in, in Mexico, in Liga Mekis, we always <laughs> struggled there for some reason. Um, but yeah, this is a stadium that's not too friendly to us. So, I mean, uh-huh. I, in Solari, we trust, right? Of course. But yeah, no, I agree with you with that Toluca Park is I've actually went away to Toluca and yeah, we lost that day. So sad times. I but I, I think it was because of you. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. Actually, can you not go to the game on Wednesday? Like don't Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, no, and so now we just look, we're in first place. We're still undefeated. It's gonna be against the Toluca side that you know they at times in this season they have conceded first, but they immediately responded right back with goals just of like their fun. own. And secure themselves a victory. I mean, they're in third place. Um, currently tied. Um, thirteen goals um going forward, but they have conceded ten. Their defense is not the greatest in the world. So if you can exploit that and find the open spaces and Toluca's defense, you can definitely be, um get the goal on them. But you need to be very careful that midfield and force that they got up front because Samuesa this season has been on fire. It just seems like that man really has not aged one bit. I think since the, he's gone to Toluca, he's a changed man. He doesn't get yellows. Doesn't complain with referees anymore. Gets himself assists left and right and scoring goals. And let's not forget Alexis Canelo with last season. Um, he's I think he hit double digits with like 10 goals or so. This season, not so up. He's still an important piece as it's the Luca side. Let's not forget Hedder Ortega as well. He's been a star ever since we loaned him there. And well, he's been lost to Luca for good now. But this will pain to be a really fun game to watch. Number one seed team versus on um, the third seeded team, the Liga Mekis. Sambuesa yeah, cannot I mean, score. He can't. Yeah, he loves the jersey. I'm, I'm so I'm still would. salty about that. I just he can't score. And says that proceed unfortunately. Like, like, pr- provoke that guy. Make him get a red. Like make him channel his America <laughs> self. You know, like he can't. He's a changed man. I kid you not. Every time he gets it, if he does get it, he's like, okay, fine. If it was an America, he will go to that referee immediately and start complaining. Like no tomorrow. So 
Well, we'll see what happens, all right? All I ask is for America to play a good game. They are playing on my birthday. So all I ask is for an America victory. I don't that's asking for too much, especially when we're at the Estadio de Mesio Diaz. So I will settle for a point. Now, the only thing that does bring me a little bit more confidence coming into this game is the fact that our defense has probably looked the best it's looked in years. And we have Bruno and um, Emma Aguilera at the helm of it. So it gives me some sort of kind of peace that we're coming into this one as the best league defense and that Solari is not going to, you know, pull a wild card on us against Toluca. Like we are going to be as organized as possible. It's just, will that midfield hold? Will we be organized? And will, uh, you know, are we going to be prone to a lapse of concentration here and there? I hope not. So let's see what happens. But all right, gentlemen, again, these, these games are always difficult to preview because we don't know exactly what happens against Philadelphia Union. But if you guys had to give me a prediction for this game on Saturday, September 18th at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 Central, 10 yeah. Eastern, live via to the well, NA. 8 Eastern. 8 Eastern. 8 Eastern. Yeah, sorry, my bad. I'm telling you, man. This, Eastern. this game is weird, man. This game is weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's so weird, dude. So weird. Uh, what are you guys' prediction? AJ, go, go first. I got a 1-0 victory. 1-0 victory. I like it. I love it. Ivan. I'm going 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw. That's too many goals conceded. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> but I can see it. Christian. 2-0. Two 2-0. Two That's Ooh. bold, man. That is bold. At this everything about yeah. this game is weird. We'll go with the weird. <laughs> you know what? Okay, I can, I can go with that. All right? And you know what? That would be the best birthday present I could get. So, yes. Let's go with... Uh, let's go with that 2 0 victory. I like it. I am gonna go a little bit more on the same side that I was going whenever we had to go up against that one. I'm going 1 1. Um, I really want a victory. Do I think we get a victory? It's just those, those, the, the ghost of the Messio Diaz past have always haunted us. And so I'm going, I'm, I'm going 1 1. May it not be a repeat of last time because last time, oh God, we got, we got mm-hmm. cooked. Not gonna lie, yeah, we I'm got getting yeah, cooked. Yeah, we got cooked badly. Yeah, let's let, if we can avoid that scoreline, then I'm I'm fine with that, you know. Uh, but yeah, one one is what I'm going with. Mary Jane going with a very good, optimistic two one victory a favor de nosotros. Look, all I want is three points for my birthday. That's all I ask for. I don't think it's too much, right? So let's 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 get something, and hopefully at the end of the day we come would back. Would you next trade? Week and would we'll you trade about. three points on Saturday for three points the following Saturday? Yes. Oh, let's go. Yes, we- always. Because you gotta remember it's Shivas. Exactly. You know? Man. Always. Always. But look, we'll be talking back next week with Chivas, right? We're gonna have some guests on. We're gonna be talking uh Clásico Nacional. It's gonna be fun. So you guys don't want to miss it by any means necessary. So come back next week, same day, same time. We're gonna have a lot of fun and uh hopefully we'll talk a little bit of smack on our so-called biggest rivals, even though they can't uh, sit at the same dinner table that us right now. Oh, here we go. Because <laughs> <laughs> they can't make the they can't make the entry fee of the points. So we'll see what happens. It's gonna be a good one. But look, I just want to thank to I just want to thank AJ. I want to thank Christian. I want to thank Ivan who came out today, helped us out with previewing the game against Philadelphia Union. AJ is gonna be down with the Monumental, so keep an eye out for him. Christian's got some surprises for us coming as well. So look, guys. Keep your eyes posted on what we're going to be doing for Wednesday's matchup. And also keep your eyes posted for the game on Saturday against Toluca. We'll keep you guys covered on all things that is Aguilas de la America uh, at 
our Twitter at Ingoi Podcast. And so again, thank you to all of our co-hosts and our guests as well for coming today. So thank you, gentlemen. All right. With that said, no, AJ, this took too long, right? I give you guys a long enough pause. No one said anything. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to end it right here because I know you. (laughs) Okay. It's been a long day. All right. It's been a long day. Um, But right. Anything else to add on before we kind of wrap it all up here, gentlemen? Um, My boy Tucha Lopez came back. So that's all that matters. That's true. That's true. That's the only minute he's going to get this season. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> For everyone that doubted, just saying. Just saying. Chris, I'm looking at you. Just saying. <laughs> shots, shots fired here. But all right. Let's see if we can keep it up. Hey, that's why I was like, oh, no, hold, hold up. Someone, uh, before I ended up here, uh, so AP said, let Fidalgo be Fidalgo, not comparing to others. Let him be him. Shots at you, Evan. That is shots at me. But hey, he's wearing the right jersey, all right? I had to, you know, I, I had to ask. That's all. But uh, all right. If you guys want to take a, a, with, with, uh, a picture with AJ on Wednesday, make sure he takes off his shirt first, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ask AJ to take the shirt off because the, the, man, off the, the man's got a six pack, all right? And you got, <laughs> trust me, gentlemen, you guys do not want to miss out on that picture. Uh, but all right. You guys, have a, you guys have a good night. You guys take it easy. We'll be back next week. Talk all things America, Clásico Nacional. And we'll hopefully. Uh, be celebrating a Champions League victory as well. So let's see what happens in that respect. No lady podcast for us as there's international break. So uh, AJ, nothing to worry about this time. So we should be fine. Either way, uh, it, it was always going to be hard. I was going to be in Vegas that day. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> if anyone needs me to put pl- place bets on the game on Saturday, let me know. All right? Mm. I'll, 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 be in, I'll be in bet central city. <laughs> Christian's life. Christian's right, life. in the house. <laughs> In the yeah, house, no. <laughs> was like, "Look here, here's the house. Put it all. Listen, listen, just, just know, just know that Philadelphia is a legal betting state. I'm gonna be there Wednesday night. <laughs> you know what's gonna happen. <laughs> all right, indeed. All right, you guys, uh, uh, gamble responsibly, please. That's all I have to add <laughs> to this last note before the podcast ends. Uh, so we'll be back next week again. You guys, take it safe. Uh, we'll see you guys soon." We'll talk soon. Uh, you guys take care. Wear your masks. And as always, Arriba America. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 